It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on this Monday. It's the Guy Benson Show. See you on Special Report with Brett Baer coming up in the next hour, a little less than an hour from right now, on Fox News Channel. Looking forward to that. Here at the radio show, our website, GuyBensonShow.com, podcast free every day and growing. Thanks to all of you. Well, we touched on this a little bit at the end of last week. And I said, I believe on the Friday home stretch, that we would check in for an update with producer Christine, who had mentioned earlier in the week that she had canceled one of her daughter's playdates. Megan was scheduled to hang out with friends, and Christine decided to blow up those plans, uproot them, pull her daughter out of the playdate as planned, and instead bring her to the racetrack with all the other degenerate gamblers to drink beer and yell at horses and try to win some money. So I was already very concerned about this, not just having a child there, but just having producer Christine around ponies at all, because we all know the fate that befell her pony when she was a child. Christine was given a pony as a gift, rejected the pony, and had poor, sweet carousel offed. And so I feel like having Christine anywhere near anything resembling a pony is just a concerning development. We know of one pony that she had exterminated. I don't know if there are others, and I don't want to even create a possibility where she could become something of a serial killer of ponies. And yet she insisted on going to the racetrack for a day at the races and bringing her daughter ending a play date so her daughter could come to this sort of den of gambling. And, Christine, I'm just curious how this parenting decision was made and whether or not you think it was a good idea in retrospect. I don't even know what to say to you right now. It was a beautiful family day at the racetrack. The track is is really, really pretty. The weather was gorgeous. We taught Megan all about the family business. Don't forget my father was a thoroughbred horse trainer. Uh, We got to pet some of the horses. They were called pony horses. They are large because they're the ones that escort the thoroughbreds. And plus all the degenerate gamblers talk about them as ponies. Like, I'm going to the ponies today. We're betting on the ponies. (laughs) Are you smoking a stogie, Christine? No, I didn't even have a drink. I didn't even have an alcoholic beverage. But you can. I find that hard to believe. I, I really did. I really did not, I mean. Um, Why did you yeah, – oh, wait, what did I say? I did. I, I mean, did I say I did? I didn't. Uh, whatever. Why did you pull your daughter out of a play date to come to the racetrack? Couldn't you have sent the daughter to the play date to then go drink and smoke and bet on horses? There was no drinking and smoking. Um, No, no. She needed to know what the family – Did I, you I, wave a newspaper over your head while the horses were running? Is that something that people do? Yeah, the program. You hold the program and you slap your yelling. Yeah, we saw a lot of people. I was holding a program, which my husband was laughing at me because the minute we got into the park, I said, hey, we got to go buy a program. And he goes, you understand it's all online. Like there's an app. 
if you want to bet, I, I said, no, 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 no. I need to actually hold the program because I wanted to teach Megan how to read it. You wanted to teach her how to bet on horses. Well, yeah, she didn't understand the odds. I mean, I feel like, what are you laughing at, Dan? How'd I, the teaching go? Did you win? No, we lost. We lost big time. Oh, I'm shocked. Oh, I'm. Oh, you lost money big time. I'm. I can't believe that. Uh, this is my. I know it's radio, but this is my stunned face right now. Do you play the trumpet, Christine? I don't. But my husband, again, we go up for the first race, and you know the 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 trumpet player goes out to do 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 do. You know. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you would do the whole thing. Do the rest of it. Do 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 do. Ooh, okay, close. And then they, and then the, the announcer goes, "They're in the gates," and then the bell goes, and they're off. And then they, you know, call the. Were whole you race. screaming? Oh, screaming at the top so of your lungs. So exciting! Like we were at the front too. It was really, really exciting. Cursing? Were you cursing out of just like dropping no. lots of f bombs as you wave your program and swill beer? <laughs> None of that happened. I waved the program a little bit because, like, you know, I was like, "Come on, come on," you know. Let's go. So Megan was like a little shocked by, you know, how loud it does get towards the end of the race because you're really rooting. And then, you know, I didn't do this, but, you know, how most people just throw their tickets on the ground because they lost. I lost, but I put my ticket in my purse. Um, My husband didn't seem that excited to be there either. So I don't know. I had a wonderful why were, day. Why were you there? Like, how did this come about oh. to the point that you were going to cancel plans that you already had well so my so as you know my father was a thoroughbred horse trainer and my sister was his assistant trainer and unfortunately he passed away very suddenly and at a young age at 66 so when he died my mother had a judgy joy sold everything of his you know so my sister really wasn't able to be a trainer anymore and but her partner is an assistant trainer slash groom so he had a horse in one of the races so that's what brought us there Mm. Did you wear a giant hat? I did. I don't have hats. I, the only hat I have is a Yankees baseball cap. I don't. I'm not a hat person. I feel like it, it hurts the bangs that I have, the side sweep. Um, but I wore a nice dress. It was. It was a really, really nice day. No, but I feel like if you're gonna go do the horse thing, and play the ponies. It's famous. I know, like, it's not the Kentucky Derby, wherever this was. Yeah, that's when they do that. They don't do it on You weren't at Churchill Downs, but I feel like just for the whole show, right, for Instagram or for photos, you would want to wear a gigantic hat, very elaborate, big flowing things, maybe some, I don't know, feathers, some exotic feathers. You would get a mint julep, maybe. They were selling In between all of your beer. I didn't have any beer. Yeah, allegedly. And so... You ended up losing. How many races did you bet on? A lot? Uh, we bet on the first, second, and third race. We lost okay. all, at all. all Judgey Joyce was there, too. She doesn't bet, though. Smart. That's a smart move. Did she enjoy herself? Um, she enjoyed herself because she was with her lovely daughters. But my mom was never big on horses or horse racing, which was problematic since we lived on a horse farm and my father's whole career was horse training. So did they let you anywhere near these ponies, given yes. your history? Yes. Yes. We That's were very, very disconcerting. Yep. We got right into the paddock. I mean, obviously, you're Are not... they all still alive. Can we get anyone to confirm? <laughs> like, can we get like a a wellness check on all of these ponies? Proof of life. It was sad. One of the horses um, hurt its leg and like it went down. So like the ambulance had to go. It was very sad. But I was like, oh, you know what's going to happen next to that horse? 
Ain't going to be around much Did you longer. volunteer? I didn't. <laughs> like, come over here, glue stick. Right? And you just rack the shotgun. No, I really enjoyed it so much so. I know I brought this up last year. I would like to buy a horse. I really, and I truly mean this, I would like to invest in a horse, and I would like my sister to train the horse. And I think, like, picture the story that we could tell. And when we get to the derby, you know, like when they do the behind the scenes, it's like the two sisters that came together and finished their father's dream, and we win the derby. Do you have any concept of how unlikely that is? Uh, Yeah, but a girl can dream, right? Yeah, but there's a difference between dreaming and spending, or excuse me, investing a lot of money into this whole realm, into a horse, into the training, into the the crew. The I guess you have to get a, a jockey, a trainer, all of that, right? I mean, it's a lot of money. Well, that that's the thing. My sister would offset that cost because she would be handling all of that. Um, it's still a lot of money. Vet bills, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So, How much does buying a really high-end, high-performing horse cost? Oh, I mean, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars if you wanted to, but... But we can go to the sale in Kentucky and get a baby for like 5000 You never know. That could be the next Kentucky Derby winner. That's what's so crazy. You just never yeah, know. It could just be, you know, the next glue stick. Oh, it goes nowhere. Would... And that's that's thousands of dollars, Christine. It just doesn't seem like a very good But what if Glenn plan. can win us thousands of dollars? What if you win the lottery tomorrow? I mean, I could. I could, but I think what I if have— you, What if you go to Times Square in a hot dog costume— because you hate that, and someone is so delighted by your charms and your good humor that they write you a check for $10 million just for you being you. It could happen. Another thing that people do when they invest in horses is they get a group together of investors. Do you see where I'm going with this? I hope not. We can all come in like a partnership. And then, yeah. like, we'll create the name of the partnership. We'll make it, like, a business. And then we start with Glenn, and then we work our way to, you know, what? How it could be a lot of horses. Sorry, who's, who's Glenn? Glenn's going to be the, the horse. You want to name the first horse Glenn. Yeah. Okay. One N or two? Two. Two Ns. Okay. Um, so I'm out, but you can maybe talk to Wyatt. I don't know. Wyatt could perhaps invest some of his hard-earned money into your horse scheme? Because they all work out very well. All of your various get-rich-quick ideas have obviously gotten you very rich. And so I think he'd be crazy to pass by this golden opportunity. I think you're going to miss out. And it's not just about getting rich. It's the it's the the group, you know, we can go to different tracks. Like, what? we can go all over the country. Who knows where Glenn could take us? We could go to Dubai. You know they race in Dubai? We could go to Dubai. We could go to London. Just hearing ching, 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 all of these ideas. I'll still work on this for a little bit. I mean, I have time because when I told my husband, I'm like, well, we have the money. I can invest some of it. He, I think he said today he was calling to, like, deposit all the money <laughs> into, into the group he wanted to invest in before I get my hands on it. Oh, I think he should absolutely, like, do the bank equivalent of changing the locks. <laughs> you cannot get anywhere near any of that money. Because bad, irresponsible decisions inevitably will be made. What does Judgey Joyce or your sister think? Are they all excited about this, or is this a one 
pony rodeo. No, my sister is all in because she she always wanted I to guess be a trainer. Her passion. Yeah, uh, Joyce, on the other hand, no bueno. She literally said at lunch, "Get real, Chris. It's not going to happen." She sounds wise. Not betting at the track. You lost. She didn't. She's telling you not to do this crazy thing. I think I'm on Team Judgy Joyce again. Uh, before we go, we're almost up on a break, but let's just say I'm, I'm getting amped up, Christine, for special report. I'm going on the panel tonight with Brett Baer, and, it, you know, it's Monday, and so maybe I'm dragging a little bit. Can you just help motivate me, get a little pep in my step by just once again doing the, uh, the trumpet song for me here? I will, but I have a question for you. If you don't want to invest, could you do me a favor? Could you? Brett seems to like sports. Maybe that's something that he would be interested in. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know what? I'll ask him on the air. That's appropriate and definitely, definitely not something that will get me banned from that show forever. Okay, you ready? And they're off. It was better. It was better than the last one. And they're off. That's a, I think, and, and they're off are all the listeners scattering. Never to return after that. We are a very serious program. We deal with serious issues here. And then there's the home stretch. Mm. Well, hope you enjoyed that one, America. Back here tomorrow on the radio show, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, podcast free of charge. Special report coming up. I'm obviously ready to rock now that I just got motivated there by Christine. That's around 645 Eastern Time, FNC. See you there. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a great night. Home stretch from New York City on this Tuesday. I'm Guy Benson. Thank you for being here. Catch me tonight on Kennedy Fox Business Network in the 7 p.m. Eastern hour. Always a pleasure to be on with my friend. So that's coming up in a little while. But for now, as we close out the show, we will remind you, as we always do, that the podcast, the whole show, on demand for free, GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, wherever you get your podcasts. And we have a new sponsor on the podcast this week, Omaha Steaks. Delicious. I have more to say on that, by the way. Later in the week, we do a lot of grilling in our household. But you can go to OmahaSteaks.com, plug in promo code Guy Benson, all one word. So no space. My full name, Guy Benson, right in a row, G-U-Y-B-E-N-S-O-N. And there's an amazing deal for Father's Day. Less than 100 bucks, you get a lot of food. And we will expand on that a little bit later on in the week, but I just want to flag it because it's a limited-time offer just for our listeners at omahasteaks.com, keyword Guy Benson. But let's put a pin in the conversation. By all means, go order today because the window of time is limited ahead of Father's Day. But for the purposes of the home stretch, we're going to talk about a very different subject, which is this. Wall Street Journal story, headline, finally, we can wear shorts in the office, parentheses, maybe. Once settled etiquette questions are open again, thanks to a return to office summer with fewer style rules and more casual norms. And some of this has to do with just changing social mores and standards of etiquette. We talked about this last week with people ditching plans at the last minute. People make plans, commit, and then either ghost or cancel at the 11th hour. And that is at least deemed by some to be now more socially acceptable. 
along somewhat similar lines after COVID, you have people saying the pre-COVID understanding of what was appropriate to wear in the workplace is at least changing a bit. And shorts are being, I guess, in some settings, reintroduced or maybe introduced for the first time in the workplace, among other things. So, Christine, you're over there stewing. You're shaking your head. You're angry about this. Why are you so angry about this? I like I like a proper dressing, and I don't understand. Okay, fine, yeah, COVID, we were home in our jammies and whatever comfy clothes, and that was great. We had a little break, but now we're back in a work setting, and I think work attire is appropriate. Um, I will only wear jeans possibly on Fridays, never with sneakers, and I don't ever want to see, sorry, your legs, Wyatt's legs, Dan's, I don't want to see your legs. Okay, if my husband was working here, I wouldn't want to see his legs. But you're wearing a dress and your legs are... Okay, I'm going to go there and this is probably going to anger people. I'm a chick. I'll say it in a cool way. Well, people know that. I'm a woman. Woman. I wear... What is a woman? I wear... Don't... Can we... (laughs) Supreme Court hearing flashback here. So you're saying that women's legs... Yes, acceptable to look at in yes. the workplace men's legs no no why I don't want to see your legs it's i think it's inappropriate inappropriate yes wear some pants i don't wear a lot of shorts just in general i'll wear them sometimes i like wearing lighter pants in the summer i'm a pants guy in general so i wouldn't probably show up to work in shorts ever i've done it from home in like sweat shorts but that doesn't count We talked about, like, the homework thing is different. Coming into the office, I'm probably a no personally on shorts. But I don't understand why it's okay for women's legs to be out and about in the workplace, but men's legs not to be. I'm going to say to you what I say to Bobby when we get into a fight. If you don't understand this, I can't explain it to you. Huh. Now, I will also say... I'm not sure I'm in a position to be lecturing anyone else about workplace attire, particularly right now, because I got off the train. I came straight to Fox. And what am I wearing for those who are not watching on Fox Nation or are not sitting across the glass from me right now? I am wearing jeans, which Christine says, I guess, is only a Friday thing. But here we are on Tuesday. I wear jeans almost all the time. I rarely wear anything but jeans. That's your thing. Is it? Yeah. I feel like you always do like the blazer and the jeans. Like it's your thing at Fox. Okay. I mean, fine. If that's, I'm happy for that to be my thing. If that's my thing. I wear other types of pants as well. Corduroys, cool pattern pants very occasionally. But a staple is jeans. So I'm wearing my jeans. I'm wearing my Sperry topsider boat shoes as always. I've got the athletic socks, which is not a great combination. I was up early. I had to get to the train. Then I'm wearing this sort of zip-up, quarter-zip, pullover thing and a baseball cap. Now, I think for the radio, this is fine. Of course, I'm not going to show up on TV wearing this. My facial hair that I'm growing, for a reason, I will say, is a bit unkempt. I did not really groom it properly this morning because I was in a rush. So this is not exactly looking like peak workplace attire right now. Peak Benson. It's not. So are you judging me over there? A little bit. I just said to Dan, what if I showed up every single day in a baseball cap? 
and grew my facial hair out. Well, I guess I can only say to that, if you don't understand that, I can't explain it to you. Just a little callback there. A little turnabout. No, I admit, this is not exactly perfect workplace clothing choices by me. But also, it was a travel day. I will clean myself up. I'll check into the hotel after the show here, get ready for television in Kennedy tonight, and I will be more presentable for TV. I, and I think that's acceptable. You dress very nicely, no matter what. I am just a big believer in dressing for success. How you dress and how you look is, you know, shown. I mean, today, I'm going to be honest with you. I did a little more to my hair. I put a little flat iron to it, which I normally don't do. And guess what? I walked into work and someone immediately said, wow, your hair looks great today. A man. Hmm. It was very nice. And I wasn't offended, by the way. Is it bad that I did not notice any difference? You never notice anything. That's true. I'm not terribly observant about these things. Now, I will say before we go, I mentioned a moment ago that I've been growing out the facial hair because it comes and goes. I'll do some stubble from time to time, then get rid of it. I've got people in the audience, the viewing public, who love the facial hair, some who hate it. I get messages. Ooh, keep the facial hair. Keep it growing. Other people saying, get that off of your face right now. People are very brazen. It's like just ordering me around, total strangers in some cases, about what I should be doing with my own face. But... The reason that I've got a relatively thick, for me, beard going here is because I'm on Gutfeld tomorrow. And every time he introduces me, it's a joke about how I look 14 or 12. And I'm trying to see if I can preempt it with some serious man face that I've got going here. Okay, this is a little scary, but I actually knew. And mind you, we have not talked about this, We have right? not. Nope. I knew what you were doing. I saw it yesterday on the camera, and I go, he has facial hair. I'm like, I know what he's doing. He's keeping it for Gutfeld to show Gutfeld a different side because Gutfeld always said he's like 16 or whatever. Right, 12. That's scary that I knew this. I'm slightly disturbed, actually, that you put that together. You didn't put it together when I said I'm doing it for a reason. You figured it out yesterday? Yesterday. Wow. Well, we just have to make sure Gutfeld doesn't get wind of this between now and then. I know he listens to the podcast all the time. I'll ask him to delete today's episode yes, before I'm, he gets to he it. He will, I'm sure, agree to that because he cares deeply about this show. So deeply, he can't come on just because he, he cares too much. He's too close to it. That must be the reason that he won't come on this show. Could also be that he's got a show at 5 p.m. and then another one that tapes immediately, so he's a little busy. But we'll see. We'll see if he writes the joke tomorrow and I can, boom, blow it up with the facial hair. Or maybe he'll throw the curveball at me and make a completely different joke about me. And then the facial hair will not really serve its purpose. And I'll get a flood of DMs and tweets about the facial hair regardless, pro and con. I would look manlier at the grill with my Omaha steaks, though, with this beard. But it gets itchy. It's going to go away. It's going to serve its purpose, I hope, on Gutfeld. Then it's going away. And then I'll come back every now and then. Right. It makes occasional appearances. As I see fit or as my laziness sees fit, really. I sometimes. keep all my facial hair there. Thank you for that. And on that note, we got to run. I'll go check in, get ready for Kennedy. I will look TV ready, I promise. 7 p.m. hour Eastern Time, FBN. Back here on the radio tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's The Guy Benson Show. Thanks for listening. 
home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. Thank you for being here. Every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, so we're just on the downslope to the end of the program. Set your DVRs or tune in tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern time. Gutfeld, I'm on the panel. Fox News Channel, looking forward to that, as I always do. Should be a lot of fun. So I'm ending the day on the 11 p.m. show on FNC. I started the day on the 6 a.m. show on FBN. Maria Bartiromo and company had me on. I was on the panel for all three hours. Mornings with Maria. And the last guest of the show was David Burke, celebrity chef, and he came in with a whole spread. And the hook was to talk about inflation and how it's affecting restaurants. We actually talked to John Taffer about that recently on this show. It was actually fascinating listening to David talk about how inflation is really hitting restaurants and what they have to pay for things and then charge customers for them and what customers will accept or not accept. seems like they boost their margins on booze. That's what they're doing now, but he said it's going to have to come up on food as well. He said you just can't sustain things otherwise. It's also hard to get good help, he mentioned, for a number of different reasons still. But he did not come just with his chef coat. He was not empty-handed. He had two or arguably three different pizzas that he brought with him. One had lobster on it. He brought a key lime pie that was enormous. He brought cannolis. He brought black and white cookies. He just, I guess, got a new bakery or bought a bakery in New Jersey. He's a Jersey guy. A huge seasoned steak with crab meat as well. And in the commercial break before he comes on, they bring all this food and they array it in front of us all over the news desk. And it looks amazing. It also smells really good. He's famous for the thick cut strips of bacon that they then hang with little clothespins almost to a piece of string. That's what he's known for at his steakhouses. We had that with all the pepper goodness on it. It was amazing. They also were telling us, I'd only heard about this until we saw it. We were confused what this was going to entail. They were talking about a watermelon pizza. I was like, excuse me, that might be worse than pineapple pizza, which is something Christine and I have argued about many times on the air. I said, I don't think watermelon would be a great topping on a pizza, just personally. Willing to try, always willing to try, but I was skeptical. But then when it shows up, the watermelon is the base of the pizza. They cut out like a thin slice straight across from the middle of the watermelon that was the base. And it was basically a salad that you eat with your hands. And they slice it like a pizza, six or eight slices. And they have some fresh cheese on it, some prosciutto, some arugula, I believe, olives, a little bit of a drizzle. And then the quote-unquote Tomato sauce was a sweet gazpacho, just a little bit of it, and it was really good. So this was, I'd like to call it, a breakfast of champions. Steak, crab, lobster, pizza, all the sweets, and I was like, keep it away from me. Because I knew as soon as I was going to start eating it, it was going to become a problem. But I was able to restrain myself. I had one cannoli. I had one slice of the watermelon pizza. I had a bite of real pizza and a bite of the steak. 
And he just kept cajoling me. Have this, have that. They were trying to get me to eat more of it on the air. I just, I don't necessarily want a ton of people watching me eat. But I was willing to be a sort of a good sport about it for the TV cameras. David Burke could not have been nicer. Such a nice guy. And I want to point out, last time I came to New York, last month I believe, on my train up to New York, I was seated next to Daniel Belude, one of the most famous chefs in the world, French chef. On this trip to New York, I got to be on television with David Burke and taste his food live. He was a contestant, by the way, a few years back on Top Chef Masters, which I remembered. We chatted about that a little bit because you know I'm a Top Chef fan. So I'm hoping maybe next time I'm up here over the summer, I'm rooting for, I don't know, Eric Repair? Let's see. But I need to keep the chef train, no pun intended, going. I need to keep this streak alive of meeting famous chefs. And Christine, you were saying, because I mentioned this, and I posted on my Instagram story, at Guy P. Benson. You can follow the show, at Guy Benson Show, Twitter and Instagram. My personal account, Twitter and Instagram, is at Guy P. Benson. I put on my story a shot of all of this food as they were delivering it. And you saw it, and you said, oh, David Burke, New Jersey, because Jersey folks stick together. Of course And I guess we've talked earlier, what, a couple weeks ago, about how you've been planning this birthday dinner for your husband against his wishes. He's turning 40. You're doing it anyway. And the restaurant, unbeknownst to me, that you selected is a David Burke restaurant. Have you selected the menu yet? Um, I've selected the appetizers. Don't you remember? This was a Dr. Benson. This was a dear guy. I do. I wasn't sure if I had to pay for When I was your therapist, as I often am, unlicensed, uncompensated. Oh, yeah, you were worried about inviting a bunch of people, which you already had, yep. and then the expectation that you would pay for it. Right. Have you resolved that? Yeah, I'm paying for it. You are paying for yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's the right call. I think so, too. I think that's the right call. What apps have you gotten? Do you remember? We're doing the bacon. Oh, the bacon on the clothesline. Yeah, that's a definite. And then, oh. Have you had that before? Uh, not at a David Burke restaurant, it's but I've good. had it before they as an like, appetizer. They take a blowtorch to it as well to give it that smoky, hot finish that sizzles at the very end. It's pretty cool. I think we're going to do that. And then, of course, you know, this is a nice dinner. You need a seafood tower. Is it a nice dinner if you don't have one? I don't think so. You do love to see a, a seafood, seafood tower. tower. You do. You do. And it just with, like, the um, like that smoke billowing off of it from... What is it, the dry ice or whatever, to yep. keep everything fresh and cold? It's an experience. It's a whole dinner and a show. Visual, olfactory, taste buds. It's so much fun. How many people are at this dinner? This could get a little uh, pricey. It's not. It's eight people. So if I figured if Can I... Can I point out who was not invited? Oh, no. <laughs> any of your quote-unquote best friends here at the show. But it's Bobby's birthday. This it, Listen, if this was Look, my no, birthday Bobby, dinner... Bobby owes me probably multiple nice dinners based on the stuff I convince you not to do on this show. Um, you couldn't convince ally. me not to sell my house. I think he probably has some issues with you right now. I tried, though. I'm almost always on his side, with the exception of really the Boston Red Sox, which is a character flaw. It's fine. It's not my problem. It's his problem. But overall, we are allies here. So I don't know. We just keep... Giving and giving and giving to you, Christine. All these invitations and opportunities to cookie. And then she 
occasionally has things that actually sound appealing that she's planning, never an invite, never, ever, ever. Not I'm not only speaking on behalf of me, one of your alleged best friends, but your other best friends here at the show. No Danny, no Maxie, who you were close with for such a long time, and not even YY the Clown. Imagine what he could do at a birthday party. You know. Actually, Maxie texted me today, and I didn't know the number. And I go, who is this? He goes, really? Did you delete him from your phone? I don't once? know why his name did not come up. I have no it clue. It's like, doesn't work for me anymore. He's gone. Maxie, dead to me. Keep this in mind, Dan. If you leave, you're out of her life. Actually, I shouldn't say that because that's an incentive to leave. <laughs> you don't like that? So anyway, you're going to have some, the point is. Yes, let's get back to the point. You're going to have some David Burke food. We love us some David Burke. Bobby is also like you, a big, uh, those chef shows. A foodie. Uh, and the chef, he loves those. Well, he's he's a cook himself. Oh, the best, the best. Um, He's even getting, Me- Megan watches that junior chef, master chef. Mm-hmm. She has her favorite chef. Oh, is that with the British guy who yells at people but not the Gordon kids? Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. He's mean. Is he mean to the kids? Not as mean. He's not cursing, but he is kind of mean to them. He makes them cry. It's kind of rude. Did you make any children cry when you were a failed class mother? <laughs> or is that just adults that you pissed off? I don't even want to talk about this. I, oh, God, I messed up again. Did you? Wait, how are you still on the job? Because I offered a while back for this pool party that nope. I assumed was on a weekend. And oh, I don't no. know why I assumed that. I'm a working mother. Why would we have a pool party during the week? <laughs> and so you've had to... Cancel. Cancel the party or cancel your involvement? Cancel my involvement. And I had to find another mother to take my daughter or she can't go. Oh, I'm sure that other mother was thrilled with you. <laughs> This is the same school, same class? Same school, same exact class. Well, no, they're in the same class together because the school is small. It's the same moms till eighth you grade. You are guaranteeing that you will never have to do any of this stuff again. That's the upside here. By being this bad at it, they're like, don't even put her on the emails. Who makes a pool party for during the week? Well, is school ending? Yeah, it's the last day yeah, of school. That would be it. We used to do that. That's the thing. I have to work. That's fine. But you volunteered for it. I, I just assume. Have you scheduled the birthday dinner for a weekend, Christine? Yes, but uh, I, I want to make I want to make sure that it's not like oh wait oh this reservation's on a Tuesday at four p.m. It is a Saturday night, but I do feel bad. It is Father's Day weekend. So oh, now, that's fine. You roll it all into one thing for him. Right, but now everybody that's invited has to get up early to get home for their Father's Day. Well, what they can really do is go straight home. And get their dad's want steak, Omaha Steaks package and grill using the promo code Guy Benson, all one word, at omahasteaks.com, sponsoring the podcast until Father's Day. We've got a few days left on this. Into next week, nine or nine bucks, 16 entrees, four desserts. You like that transition? Man, I just launched right into that. Man, you're good. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk more about it tomorrow because I actually do want to talk about that. But omahasteaks.com. Guy Benson, all one word, the code, 99 bucks for that special Father's Day deal.
Are you getting one for Bobby? Have you gotten one for Bobby? Uh, we're getting one for Bobby's dad. I think actually that's going to be Bobby's Father's Day because you know Bobby. Bobby used to work there. We will talk about this. Yes, this is a key detail. part of the story. Okay, mm-hmm. we got to run. I'm getting ready for Gutfeld, which tapes in just a little while. Sounds like it should be a very fun show tonight. Hope you'll watch 11 p.m. Eastern, Fox News Channel, back here on the radio from New York tomorrow. Good night. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show on this Thursday from New York. Thanks for listening. GuyBensonShow.com is our website, podcast free of charge every day. Now, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I've peppered it in a bit on the show this week. If you're a podcast listener, which, of course, on demand, no charge to you, we have a new sponsor. At least for a couple of weeks, it's Omaha Steaks ahead of Father's Day, which is coming up soon. And they have an amazing package that they are offering to our audience, which is the Dads Want Steaks package. And I can indeed attest that at least my father does want steaks. And the way that you do this is you go to omahasteaks.com, you plug in my passcode, my promo code, which is just my full name with no space, all one word, Guy Benson, G-U-Y-B-E-N-S-O-N. And when you search that code, it will bring you to a page where for just $99, you can send your dad or someone important in your life or just a meat eater in your life, even yourself, treat yourself, to 16 entrees and four desserts. That includes bacon-wrapped fillets, chicken, hot dogs, and they're throwing in eight burgers free. That's part of this deal. $99 for all of that, plus four desserts. And they are addictive desserts. These caramel apple tarts, oh, they're really good. So we actually got a package at the house, at our house. We grilled the burgers. We grilled the dogs. We're saving the steaks for a special occasion. We grilled a few other things that we ordered as well. I got this package for my dad. My siblings and I all came in together and sent it. Actually, they have this thing where you go to check out and there's add-ons if you want to. You can upgrade for this, and they got me. They got me over at Omaha Steaks because it was another really good deal on top of this package. So I sent sort of a blinged-out meat package to my dad on behalf of my siblings and me for Father's Day coming up. So if he's listening, the cat's out of the bag. Surprise. Happy Father's Day, Dad. We love you. But I was eager to do it. And I hope that you all consider doing it. We're very grateful to have Omaha Steaks advertising on the podcast. And feel free to help us perform because the reason that we have that promo code, my name, Guy Benson, at omahasteaks.com, we want to let them know that the Guy Benson Show audience loves steaks. So I've done it. I know some other team members are doing it. Adam sent one to his dad, and you should try it as well. I think it's an amazing deal, extremely high quality, totally delicious. It's thoughtful. It comes in this great packaging. It's in the freezer, and then you just thaw it and cook, and it's fantastic. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword, Guy Benson, all one word, no space there. Christine, are you using this tool? Are you using that code for those savings for Bobby, perhaps? Oh, I'm using it for Bobby and Bobby's dad, Mr. Bobby, as well. So, I mean... We are a family that just loves Omaha, has been for years. 
And I'm not just saying this to say this. It really is the best food, like the best meat. So I think my father-in-law is going to be so excited to get this package, and Bobby's going to get his Father's Day package. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Christine. Mm. I actually had a flashback two years ago on this show. You mentioned Mm -hmm. in one of our home stretches, one of the wacky Christine stories, was I believe when you were getting ready to have Megan, your daughter, you were pregnant, you were paranoid about money and not having enough money to support the family. So you instructed Bobby to go get another job, a second job. I grew up in a town in New Jersey that had an Omaha Steaks brick and mortar store in our downtown area. So we would go there occasionally. You had Bobby apply for and get a job at Omaha Steaks. If I recall correctly, I also think you said... It didn't really work out, not because there was any sort of problem, but because you guys just kept buying so much steak, it almost canceled out the money he was earning. You really do have a very good memory. So um, I'm not one to usually panic. I feel like we've covered that before. Oh, yeah, very level-headed. No panic in this lady. But, yes, uh, I was pregnant with uh, wee little Megan, and I started panicking that we definitely didn't have money to bring a baby into this world. So I instructed Bobby, like you said, to get a part-time job on the weekend. So from nine to five on Saturdays and Sundays, he went to our brick and mortar store and worked at Omaha. And the problem was we kept, he kept bringing home Omaha. So his paychecks were just going to buy the food. (laughs) You're eating the profits. And we, you know, I, I love to host. My neighbors still talk about the first time I had them over for a barbecue. They could not believe how good the food was. It was all Omaha, and it was just so funny. So then you like, felt pressure, like, well, we got to keep yes. serving our neighbors this awesome stuff. Yes. It was so funny. But actually, Bobby loved working there. They wanted him to quit his job in New York and go be the full-time manager. That's how much they loved him. I used to drive him every Saturday and Sunday morning because we only had one car. And I would say, get out, go work. I'll pick you up. He's like an Omaha Steaks ambassador. (laughs) Well, but it really, really is so good. Not a made up story. You can go back into the audio archives of the Guy Benson show. That was a story told long before, years before Omaha Steaks became a sponsor of the podcast. It's a limited time only just leading into Father's Day. So we've got a couple more days left for this offer. Ninety nine dollars, 16 entrees, including Bacon wraps, fillets, and then four desserts as well. 99 bucks, And in an inflationary time, that is an unbelievable value, in my view. And it really is very good. And as I said, I used the code. I used my own promo code, which is sort of meta, to get my dad his Father's Day gift. OmahaSteaks.com. Guy Benson is the term, all one word, G-U-Y-B-E-N-S-O-N, no space. And you can serve up some steaks and some meats and some happiness to someone in your life ahead of Father's Day. We encourage you to do it. Is this shamelessly plugging our sponsor? Hell yes, it is. Are we sad about it? No, we're not. And just show up. Show up for the Guy Benson Show and go to omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code Guy Benson and get that meat. All right, we are out of time for today. I'll be watching the hearings tonight. We'll have full coverage tomorrow on the Guy Benson Show. Same time. Same place from elsewhere in New York. We'll have details on that on tomorrow's show. In the meantime, have a great night. Thanks for listening. Home stretch. 
Friday edition on The Guy Benson Show. Happy almost weekend. Just a few minutes left together. Catch the free podcast, GuyBensonShow.com, including bonus Benson on the weekends. And we've been broadcasting today, thanks to the very warm hospitality of WRHU here at Hofstra University. It's the student radio station. And I'm having some flashbacks to my college days. I was, fun fact, sports director at WNUR-FM in Evanston, Illinois. Actually, our top of the hour was WNUR-FM, Evanston, Chicago. Your home for Wildcat Athletics on the sports side. So I was sports director, called Big Ten football, men's and women's basketball. Gosh, what else? Baseball, softball, women's lacrosse. It was really fun. I also co-hosted a political talk show every Sunday night called Feedback, and it was right versus left. So I was interning at Hannity and Combs, and I was hosting, like, collegiate, low-budget Hannity and Combs on student radio, and it was fun. I mean, that was back, gosh, that was the 04 presidential cycle days. So Bush, Kerry, Iraq, all that, and sort of cut my teeth in talk radio as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, and here I am, much older, doing it for real. And it's kind of fun. And student radio is, I think, to me, like one of my fondest memories of college. Some of my best friends that I still have from college are guys that I would go on these road trips to Ann Arbor or East Lansing or Columbus or wherever it was going to be, Iowa City, and call these games. And to be back on a campus at a college radio station, although like this is a very nice college radio station like the board they have here it is not reminiscent of what we had although my senior year we made a shift from one building to another so a brand new studio and it was really nice but it was so nice you actually had sort of crotchety old seniors like me like seniors in college don't put don't, put, don't say me and you i see what's happening here no, i'm not talking about senior citizens i'm talking about seniors in college <laughs> you walked right into that one we're like oh we were so used to the old gritty college station mm. where it sort of had the grungy feel to it, which is what a station should be. But it was much nicer. I haven't been back to that station in a while. But here at WRHU, it's amazing, and they've been very kind to host us. Now, I, of course, was going to exploit the opportunity to talk about myself because <laughs> why not? Of course. My name is on the show. However, earlier today, I learned yet another interesting fact <laughs> about the other voice that you've been hearing here during the segment, producer Christine, you had a radio show in college. I sure did. Okay, what was the college? What was the station? I went to Monmouth University. Go Hawks. And I, well, I had started out doing television production. Wait, do you remember the name of the station? Or is it just like, I was going to say, was it online? But I don't think they had the internet when you were in college. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever spice Real to Real, by the way? No. Never? No. That was like one of the first things they taught us in radio. Do you guys even know? No, not a clue. Okay. There's some students here just yeah. like bewildered looking I, I, at you. I don't remember. the. I should. Isn't what that is this bad? woman talking about? <laughs> Splicing reel to reel? So sad. But uh, I did uh, I did do a radio show, not a lot of time on air, but I had a radio show. It was an 80s music, obviously. Yeah, that's very on brand. And it was called On Air with Big Hair. And I was your host. But as everybody knows in college, you're the host. You're the, you know, producer of your own show. It's a one-man band. Yes. And we've seen me with technology, right? 
Could we you have imagine a- me trying to run a show when Michael Jackson's playing? So I'm over here dancing, you know, going, and then all of a sudden I'm not hitting the buttons. And there's a problem. Yeah. So, okay, before we explore the problem. Mm. So I you think play, I just told you the problem. You, yeah, but and, and what happened? I got fired. You got fired. Yes. Got how, fired. how soon into Big Hair did you get fired? I think On Air with Big Hair probably had about two or three shows. Shows? Yes. I was expecting months. No. Two to three months. No. Two or three shows. No. Because it would just be, what, dead air? Yes. And then I wouldn't know what to do over there. And Did anyone train you? Sure. Yeah, you just, it went one ear out the other, just gone. Yeah, there's training, I'm sure. They wouldn't just put me on there. But I was lucky, because when you're, this is all kind of back in your days, I was graduating when, 2004, yes, I graduated in 2004 at college. So I was already going to New York City. God bless Phil Boyce, he hired me at WABC right away. Mm -hmm. So that was my college. We bumped into him today. Yes, that was my college. I mean, I was done after they were going to fire me. I, it was a good show I was giving them. Was other it, than the, the was it the dead air? Well, other than that, like my banter was witty. Obviously, you know that. But who with whom were you bantering? Myself. Oh. I could talk to myself totally. Multiple personalities going back and forth. Yeah, and just talking about the like the music. Would you do your accents? No, that came later. That came later. That came later, mate. Ooh, that'd been like Oi. one show. <laughs> And done. I probably got three or four. Three or four what? Shows? shows or I yeah, thought you said three or four accents. I'm like, I don't think so. Oh, I got more than that. No, they all end up just being a pirate. Blimey. Yeah, it just ends up being a pirate. Arr. And then stop. <laughs> just stop. These students are going to leave. It is the last segment of the show. Thank I God. swear, kids, I'm a professional. Been at Fox for 17 years. Yes, this is someone to look up to and mm-hmm. aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Producer Christine, did you have big 80s hair? Back in the 80s, as a kid, yeah, I teased that hair. Of course. That's what you did. I had the bangs that went, like, up, you know, like. What was Flock of Seagulls? That was what? 80s, but, like, what were they? Like, yeah, like, are, what is, is that, that was a hairstyle, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but too? that was a band. Flock of Seagulls was a band. And so people they, styled their they, hair. after. Oh. Yeah. Seriously? Did not know that. See, I could have talked to you about that on On Air with Big Hair. So you would play a song. Yep. Forget to play the next song. Correct. Rush back to the microphone. Correct. And just start blurting Talking. out yeah. whatever was on your mind. Whatever was on my mind and try to figure out how to get to that next song. So, for example, what were your topics? Do you have some? Do you have a rundown like you make for me every day? No. 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 no, I didn't need that. I could just talk. Do you have any Mama's Juice with you on the air? Little, uh, no, no, no. Mama's Juice came much later. Two Buck Chuck. Mama's Juice literally came when I became a mother. Everybody always says you start drinking so much more at when you become a mom. And it's true. Really? Yeah, As a coping mechanism? Yes. Mm-hmm. No. no. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think Damn, you're in, we have I to think edit you're, that you're, out. Nope, it's, nope, she said it. And <laughs> your initial answer, I think, is probably the truth, right? Mm-hmm. You, yes. <laughs> and then you think about it for half a second. No, no. I love my daughter. She's, she's a blessing. Angel. Oh, she seems like a very easy kid. Yeah. Yes. I'm the problem. <laughs> I mean, that's, again, there's a lot of truth serum happening, apparently, here at WRHU. She's just letting it all spill. <laughs> mm. I wonder, would they let you, given the endorsement you've just given, would they let you do an hour of 80s music here? I don't know. Can I run the board? <laughs> no, she she looks terrified. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have, Dan, Dan, I'm going to have him teach me, and I'm going to start running the board for you. I want to learn it. Mm. I can call, I can yell at people while I'm call screening, run the board, talk to you, book, however, run around getting yes. You shouldn't give them any ideas. Them being management. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll just have her do everything. <laughs> That's true. I'll be doing all the shows. <laughs> and also, we need an engineer who is a professional. 
and it's not, as we established here, not your forte. And things have only gotten more advanced since your time, <sighs> right? So I, I think there'd be I a— I couldn't even figure out a hotspot on my phone. I know. I didn't there, even know. There'd be a dramatic learning curve, mm -hmm. I think. So I think you can stay in your role here. Yes. What is that again? It changes from day to day. Mm. But I think it's, what was it, chief happiness officer. Yes. Court jester. Yes. And executive producer. And over-the-road truck driver. Speaking of driving, and we're almost out of time, we actually took a car service out to this convention today. We're going to head back after the show as Ooh. well. You were threatening to drive us. I think that it would have been so much fun. I was actually going to put a GoPro in there, and I was going to pull up to Fox News. Windows up, uh, down, Phil Collins blasting, and be like, get in, loser. We're going. We're going to talkers. <laughs> you could have done on air with big hair. Yes. Just in person with me. Wyatt had begged. Quiet Wyatt. War Wyatt. He wanted to take a break from war, and he wanted to do, have this as a segment, just so we would have something to talk about. Yeah, that's because he wouldn't have to be in the car. Mm. He wanted this to happen to me. Yeah. He didn't want to be a part of it. And you know what they say about my driving? I don't know what they say. They say I have a heavy foot. Mm -hmm. Do you know what well, that means? I yeah, I do. I'm not completely <laughs> stupid. I have I've been in society for several decades now, so I've heard of such you things. Just gotta, you got to get there. The thing is, I mean, we were in very stop and go traffic. The heavy, the lead foot wouldn't have worked for you. Mm. You were getting agitated I in the was. back seat. I, I'm not a good. Um, like you wanted to throw the guy out of the I'm car. Not, I'm not a good backseat driver. No. No. And I mean, that was kind. You should see what I do to poor Bobby. Well, he also couldn't hear you because you no. were trying to give him directions and he had this big, thick plastic thing. So you're like shouting at him. That wasn't and very he's, nice. No, you were not. I'm like, left. Turn left. I, I was, <laughs> I, it was very awkward for me. And I just had to like put my head down and hey, wait for the ride to I be over. I needed to get Guy Benson where he needed to be. And we made it safely because yeah. someone else was driving. So... It's a win for all of us involved. All right, Christine. Hmm. Time to go home? Yeah, you learn something new every day. Every Another day. layer of the onion peeled hmm. back. This one is definitely making bonus Benson. Oh. Free podcast over the weekend, GuyBensonShow.com. Have a great weekend. I'm on the big show with Jimmy Fallon, which we didn't even mention while he was here. He and I are co-hosting on Fox News this weekend, tomorrow and Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern. That'll be fun. Back here on the radio, same time, same place on Monday. Good night. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.